and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Do you want to be more fulfilled? Do you want to know how to achieve lasting, positive transformation, abundance and empower your life? If you are not happy with where you are today and the repeating patterns that represent in your life over and over again, then a radical shift is what's required to help you make changes and live your life more on purpose. All you need to do is sign up to our email list. When you become a subscriber, we'll send you an online module on how to create radical paradigm shifts. It's our gift to you. To get you started on your journey or to help you leap to the next level of self-awareness and positive transformative change, simply enter your details at www.catherineplano.com forward slash newsletter. As a valued subscriber, you'll also receive access to exclusive content, members-only events, free access to online masterclasses, VIP treatment and discount tickets to events. We offer bonus content too, more advanced tips and tricks only available to subscribers. So what are you waiting for? As you know, it's my passion and purpose to help others to understand their own uniqueness and to unshamedly rock it to live lives they love. Whatever you're seeking, whether it's more money, more meaningful relationships, a more rewarding career, or just more satisfaction, it's all possible once you learn how to tap into your greatest potential. And why not get on board with this transformational movement by recommending a friend? Some do prefer to journey solo. Others love to share the experience with a mate. It's entirely up to you. We look forward to welcoming you on board. All you have to do is enter your details at www.catherineplanner.com forward slash newsletter. Well, 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 this week we have another super amazing woman for you all the way from California, Ione Butler. Ione is a British-born actress, host, voiceover artist and entrepreneur based in Los Angeles. Ione's first passion was acting. She loved the buzz she got from telling stories and affecting people through her performances. 
She has starred in numerous featured films, television shows, commercials and travelled the world playing Susanna Moya in Ingress, the original game from the creators of Pokemon Go. In 2016, Ioni decided to pursue her second love, being of service and helping others. She was tired of the Hollywood hustle and instead put her focus and attention on her own projects. In March 2016, she launched Uplifting Content, an inspirational digital platform with a following of 1.3 million across social media channels. Uplifting Content is exactly that. It's about creating and sharing content from incredible people, companies and organisations. It's a hub of inspiration and has a member forum for the community. Ioni is passionate about inspiring people to live their dream life and be of service. She is a champion of anyone who is on a mission to help others and the planet. She likes to speak on topics such as personal development, transformation entrepreneurship, spirituality, health and wellness, and the list goes on. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, this week we have another super amazing guest for you, Ioni Butler, all the way from LA. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure. And I was just uh, uh, saying to Ioni, I was actually looking at the website, which will unpack uplifting content, which is absolutely fabulous. And I was just saying, how do you have the time to do all the wonderful things that you do? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm very frazzled a lot of the time. And uh, but recently, I have started seeing a business coach, and because uh, you know, I, I interview a lot of amazing guests, and um, I've interviewed productivity you know, coaches and stuff. And they always say it's about planning. And I was like, oh, that's lovely planning. Yeah, I must plan. But I don't know how to plan. (laughs) I was like, you know, people say, oh, write a list of things you need to do in the day. And I'm like, it just becomes this long to do list. So um, I've started seeing a business coach. And just it's been so helpful to visually put down all the projects and things that I have going on, and then put everything into sort of actionable steps, so that I know how to get things done. And I just it, that's definitely helping, but it's a very new thing. I have no idea how I've managed to do everything else. Wow, well, that's amazing. And you know, it's, it's one, one of those common things. People, um, I mean, I know for myself, I would be overwhelmed if I didn't write things down or plan out or mm. map out my days. Uh, mm. So, you know, and I love the fact that you've actually gone to a business coach to actually get that step-by-step on how to do it because it, it's mm. it's one of those things that if you've not, if you're not, done it before it's you need to be guided in some way shape or form oh yeah and literally a two-hour session I was like mind blown this is makes so much sense and sometimes yeah sometimes you just need those steps by someone else I mean especially with business too because I've been learning a lot of this you know as I go I didn't study business I've 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 had always been very entrepreneurial always wanted to find ways to make money make money um but I you know never trained in business. So it's good to have someone that knows what they're doing, has the experience giving me those, giving me that guidance and that help, um, rather than me just trying to figure it out. Cause what you don't know, you don't know. So mm. yeah, it's been amazing. Very true. So I only, what we normally do as we start the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to unpack her story. So tell us your story. What inspired you to do what you do today? 
Well, I actually haven't been sharing this part of my story very often, but I was speaking at an event, uh, Rise Up For You, over on the, at the weekend, and I did share the story, and I was like, actually, it's it's pretty inspiring if I do say so myself. Um, but my original background is uh, acting. I loved acting. I went to drama school in the UK, and I graduated in 2008, just before the recession hit, and I just... I came out of drama school with high hopes of making it as an actress. And after four years, I just didn't get, I wasn't getting anywhere at all. It was pretty depressing. Um, and I was working on reception for like nine hours a day for minimum wage. And it was, it was the winter of 2011, which was where you thought we were now. That's true. <laughs> Earlier when we... <laughs> I must have been That's tapping funny. into your, your story. Yeah, we were, when we were on the the prequel before Catherine, I forgot where, what year we were in. Thought it was twenty eleven. Um, so this was um the winter of twenty eleven, and um yeah, I was working on reception, um nine nine hours a day, and at the end of the week, I was taking home about two hundred pounds, which was not enough to to live on. And I just thought, what am I doing? Like, I didn't feel like I was getting any closer to what I wanted to be doing in my life. Um, London is so gray and miserable and depressing in the winter when it's just rainy and cold and horrible. And then so to be working at a job that wasn't fulfilling with no money at the end of the day from it, I just was, I felt really, really low. Um, and I actually was messaging a friend of mine on Facebook, an actor that I'd gone to drama school with, and he he got a lead role in a in a big network show that was filming in New York. And I was messaging him to find out like, how is it? Like, this is my dream to be doing what he was doing. And he was like, I'm having an amazing time. I would have moved to um, the States a lot sooner if it wasn't for the, you know, the complicated, you know, visa process, because there's just so much more work here. There's so much more opportunity. I'm loving it. And I just decided that day, that afternoon in that office that I'm moving to LA because I was like, I'm not, I don't need to move to New York and deal with more horrible winters. That's not a good idea. So I was like, I'm moving to LA. I thought it'd be very easy because my dad is an American citizen. Um, and so that Christmas I went to see my dad and it transpired that it wasn't going to be easy. Um, basically if you are the child of a citizen and you're over 21, they only allocate a certain amount of green cards per year. So when I was looking, um, they were giving green cards to people that had applied eight years before. So I was looking at an eight year wait if I wanted to get it through my dad. And I was like, well, that's, I'm not, I can't do another eight years of this just depressive. No. Um, and so after that Christmas, I, I flew back to the UK and um, looked into other ways of moving to the States. And I, um, February 2012, I had a, I booked a month long trip to LA just to see if I liked it uh, to do a recce, which I think Australian audiences know what recce means, um, but um, maybe not Americans. So basically, just to explore and see how I felt about LA, and I just fell in love with it. For you know, I love England; it's my home, it's where my family and friends are. But it just can be so depressing and negative. And you have a dream, or you're excited about something, and everyone's like, "No, that's not going to work." Or mm, there's just a very kind of negative attitude towards a lot of things. Whereas LA was like, "Oh, you want to come here and do something wild and live your crazy wild dreams and just shoot for the stars? Go for it!" You know, there's it was a very different atmosphere, and the sun was shining every day, and so I loved it. So. I ended up getting a manager, getting a lawyer, went back to the UK. Six months later, I got all my my papers in order and officially moved to LA. And so for me, it was like proof of what you can do when you just set your mind to a task. And so I, I always say to anybody, if they're thinking of any type of life change, 
uh, with anything. You can change your life in any instant. Um, you just have to de decide, first of all, which is kind of in that moment, I was like, yeah, I'm going. Um, write it down, make it real. A lot of the times we kind of have these thoughts, but don't always, they're, they're not tangible, they're not real. So writing it down just strengthens that belief. And then find the ways, like there's infinite ways to do things. And, um, when I was speaking to my lawyer, when I went to LA to see if I liked it, all of these things were helping me understand the process and it made it possible and it made me able to do it. Sometimes people don't even take those steps to sort of learning about it and finding out. And a lot of the time when you know what you need to do, it becomes very easy. Um, and then the fourth thing is, is doing whatever you need to do to get where you want to go. And like just doing all those steps, obviously not murdering people or anything like that, but, um, <laughs> doing what needs to be done to get what you want and, uh, going for it. And so, so that was, that was getting to LA and it's been amazing. And I was, I've been acting a lot and, uh, about two and a half years ago, I kind of was in a place where I wanted to take a little bit more ownership over what was going on. Um, as an actress, you're, you're kind of relying on somebody to give you the job or, uh, you know, to give you the job at the end of the day. And I wanted a bit more control. And I also wanted to make something that I felt was having a more positive impact on humanity. Like a lot of the stuff I was doing, you know, it was fun. I did this movie called Zombies about a zombie outbreak of a zombie outbreak of animals in a zoo. Um, and I'm like, that was fun, but what's this film doing for humanity? You know? Mm. So, uh, um, and that was when uplifting content came about. I started talking openly about my experience with depression, um, shared a video and it went viral and I got hundreds of thousands of messages and comments from people who said how my, um, video had sort of changed their life or saved a life and how it had been beneficial. And it just snowballed from there. Just, um, being of service, building a brand around uplifting people, which is what I feel passionately about. Wow, that's an amazing story. And what a transformation you've gone through. I mean, when you're talking, go, that's a big move from the UK to LA. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. And then actually going from being an actress to then moving into podcasting and your summit with all the uplift content, which is absolutely fantastic. For, the, for our listeners, I really encourage you to uh, check out the website. The one thing that um, I guess for us here down under is your video. Did you want to talk a little bit about, because one of those things, depression gets uh, thrown around a fair bit and it's it's one of those things that's one in every three at the moment have uh, either experienced depression, anxiety, all that, or, you know, one of those to and not really knowing what to do about it or how to move forward or away from it. What would be some of, since you've actually gone through it, what would be some of those things that you shared on your video if you wouldn't mind sharing it with our listeners? I'd love to. Um, so the first thing that was really instrumental in in me healing myself, and, and I do like to say um, I still go through bouts of depression. It's, it's nothing I, you know, I wouldn't say that I've healed myself. Um, this time last year kind of led to a really low spell for a really long time. Actually, it was very scary for me because I thought I'd got over it. Um, and it, it was pretty bad. Um, so, but the first thing is awareness. Um, 
awareness, like I can start to feel when I'm slipping into these states. And typically it's because of um, a worry of feeling like I'm failing at business, in relationships, you know, being single, um, like all the stuff that's going on in the world. I, I stopped watching the news. And the reason that I started uplifting content is because I found it so depressing. I can't watch television without getting deeply upset by what's going on. So I just don't for my own sanity now. Um, and so I, I could, when I, the awareness of these things, when they're starting to happen, like understanding what your triggers are is really important. Um, the, another huge thing for me was reading. Um, just when I started, when I moved to LA, I, I started a, a business and a huge emphasis on that business was personal development. And so I really got into reading about mindset, um, books like the power of now by Eckhart Tolle showed me how I could control the thoughts that I was thinking. And um, for a huge amount of my life, the things that I would think and say to myself were horrific. Like my mantra was, I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate myself. I would do something and I'd be like, oh, I hate myself. Like it was just incessant. And when I learned that what I was thinking wasn't true and I could change the thoughts that I was thinking and the thoughts that I was thinking was what were causing me to suffer and feel horrendous and that I could change that, that's when everything started to shift. So when I became, so the, the, the second thing that I would say is be aware when these things are starting to happen. The second thing is become aware of the thoughts that you're thinking, what you're saying to yourself um, and, uh, and understanding that you can change that. So uh, I hate myself, I hate myself. I would force myself to say, I love myself, I love myself. And in the beginning, it was very difficult to listen to, I love myself, I love myself. Um, but eventually I was, I, I always say to people, if you can say these horrible things about yourself, you've, you've trained yourself to say these horrible things and think these horrible thoughts about yourself. You can train yourself to do the opposite. Even if it feels wrong, you know, why not make it, um, why not <laughs> force yourself to say nicer things than the horrific ones? So getting to grips with my mind, um, was a huge step, um, having an awareness that I am not the thoughts that I am thinking. I am the one that listens to the thoughts. So, um, uh, you are a terrible actress is not the truth. That's a thought that my mind is thinking and I can change that. And it makes me feel horrible thinking that you're a terrible actress. You're going to fail and never amount to anything. That would be my, you know, thought process back in the day and changing it to, you are an incredible actress doing the best that you can. Um, you make mistakes like any other person, but you're trying, you're, you're trying your best. Um, and that's, that's enough. And then I felt instantly better. So it's about getting to grips with your mindset. Then I would always say, sorry, no, I'm listening to you. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, and then I would always say get, getting help when things are really bad, um, getting help, professional help, um, reaching out to friends and loved ones. The reason that I speak so openly about this is because it breaks my heart that there are so many people that are all feeling the same type of things, but no one's telling each other about it. And just to understand that you're not alone, um, that you're, that it, it's just like, that is just, it makes me so sad. So I kind of just, I talk about it as much as humanly possible just to give other people the permission to say, it's okay to talk about it and to reach out for help and ask for help. Um, 
there's that. Then there's kind of like practical things like switching. What are you consuming? Stop watching the news and the television and being on social media. If it's making you depressed, just stop it, turn it off. Um, consume things that inspire you. That's the whole purpose of uplifting content is this platform that you can come to, to, to be filled with rich information that makes you feel good, not bad. Um, uh, what are you eating? You know, don't be eating junk. That's going to impact your body. Like everything we consume, we see, taste, you know, um, put on our skin is it has an impact on our, our on our mental and physical well being. So, consume love, goodness, things that uplift you. What are you consuming? Be in nature. Have just a time just to go and sit in nature to be still, grounded, feet on the earth. That's that always calms me and brings me peace. Um, exercise is really important, which you might not always feel like you want to do, but exercise is incredible. Um, I mean, it, it, just do it. And then, um, yeah, like meditation and mindfulness stuff. But um, I feel like the first thing, just if that's a lot of stuff, but just the one thing is. Um, awareness, knowing that this will pass, this too shall pass, um, has been such an amazing, um, quote for me because everything that exists will pass. Even the, the great, the brilliant things, the sad things, everything will pass. So for the big, for the uh, happy things, it makes me more appreciative and grateful for the things that I have now, because I know that it's going to end eventually. Um, and then for the sad things, knowing that I'll get through it. Like I was really low last year for a, nearly six months. It was pretty horrific, but I knew on the other end of it, there would be joy. I knew that I would be here. I knew that I would be back and feeling better and passionate about life. And when that haze started to go, I was like, ah, there you go. See, this too shall pass. It passed and it might come back. This too shall pass. This me feeling, you know, empowered and happy and good might pass. Um, but that's just the process. Um, so yeah, this too shall pass, get help. Those are the mm. main things. I love it. And I love the point that you, um, called out the whole getting help it I think that there's a lot of shame around getting help from just some from the ladies we've spoken to and, and some of the they've been very open about their experience there is a lot of shame because uh, what others may think of me if I came out and told them that hey I'm feeling depressed or I'm, I'm, I'm going through a bout of depression um, so how would one work through that shame mm. Um, I think it's under, I mean, you can call it, it's, it's, I think it's how you look at it. One of the most, um, powerful things I has been really important to me is, is the power of vulnerability by Brene Brown, who's like a shame researcher. Mm. And, um, she did a really amazing Ted talk and she has books about, you know, the need to be vulnerable. You can't really love and live if you're not prepared to be vulnerable and sort of bear your soul. And so, um, I now, share honestly and authentically things that are going on with me. Um, and what I found is when you're being truthful and honest with people, I've not had anyone that's, as you know, I had one guy friend that went, Butler, you need to stop sharing all this depression stuff. No one wants to hear it. And I was like, babe, I love you, but you're wrong. Lots of people do need to hear it. And I feel better for sharing my truth with people. Now that's him and I love him dearly, but everyone else has been incredibly supportive and loving and compassionate and, and and it's allowed other people to open up about sharing stuff. So um I think I mean it's 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 hard if there's something that you're 
Mm. Shame is a really tough one. And I think it, it, it really depends on the, the situation. But de- like if, if we're talking about just depression, knowing that, you know, I think you said one in three people have it. Mm. Um you know, you, sh- you shouldn't have anything to be ashamed of when everyone else is, is feeling that way. And actually, I just did a video that's coming out this week, which is about um, being depressed if, if being depressed is normal, because if you weren't depressed by all the crazy stuff that was going on in the world and all the stresses of daily life and you, did, you didn't feel anything, then I'd be worried that you had no feelings at all. So, you know, it's 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 our way of coping with things that aren't right, like all the stuff that's going on and all our stresses and pressures and stuff not how we were designed to live. So if you're struggling with that emotionally, you're normal. And rather than it being something to be ashamed of, look at it as a a signal, a notification that something's wrong and I need to address it. Um, so maybe just reframing the shame as that. It's so true. And I think that, you know, even then with a lot of research now, they're finding it in our children you know, at a very young age, it's starting at the age of seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got, it can, it can even also be linked to, I think it's also, you know, when I was growing up, which was quite some time ago, we didn't have all of these information available to us. I'm the same as you. I don't read the paper, nor do I watch the news, but mm-hmm. we are constantly bombarded on social media by all this information. There's almost like this pressure of having to be on social media in case you miss out on something. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, this is exact like the video that's coming out this week. This is exactly what I said in it. So yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's, it's, it's too much. And so, um, we have to, yeah, just use this as an example, a, a time to reflect that mm. I need to take care of myself now and then do something about it. Yeah. And that's not it. I mean, it's easier said than done when, especially when you have a look at everything's going so fast, it's, it's mm-hmm. asking us to slow down and actually mm-hmm. feel what we're feeling. Oh yeah. That, yeah. Brilliant yeah. point. That's what I like about meditating and just sort of being in nature and just turning devices off from time to time. So important for that. Mm, absolutely. So Ioni, if, if you would like to, uh, give somebody, uh, you know, our listeners a piece of advice, if they want to embark on a new life, what would be some pieces of advice that you would give them? I mean, I think it goes back to what I said at the beginning um, of of the interview about um, basically deciding what you want. Um, I see life as like a GPS. If you don't have, if you have a a destination in your GPS, typically we just kind of, you know, follow it blindly, but eventually, you know, you're going to get to your destination. Um, And I think deciding and having a goal and knowing what you want is like putting that destination in a, in the GPS of life. And you might not know exactly the direction that you're going in, but you kind of have that, you know, you've got your, your, your point to work towards. So yeah, deciding what you want is the first thing. Um, writing it down, finding the ways, speaking to people, um, doing research, just taking the steps. Like I bought a property in Joshua tree and um, I just, first of all, it was just an idea. And then I Googled some listings and then I called a realtor and went out and saw 11 properties and then I bought it. And everyone's like, Oh my God, how did you do this big thing? I was like, I just did the things you needed to do. I just found the ways to make it happen. And then the fourth step is do it. And I did it and it was very easy actually. So, um, with, yeah, I think it's, also like being aware of our, um, there's a lot of things that I am, uh, beliefs that I have that hold me back. And I, and I'm just being, I'm, I try to be very aware of the resistance that I have to stuff. So if there, if you have an idea, if you want to do something and there's resistance, 
just just meditate on that listen to that like address what it is if you need to work with somebody to kind of help you unpick and change those beliefs do that like I've been very reluctant to ever do anything paid um you know I I don't believe it's fair to charge people to help them and which has not served me at all because you know and then I'm not monetizing this platform and that doesn't make any sense it's not sustainable but I've noticed that that was my resistance. This was a weird belief that I've been holding. And through various different amazing people that I've worked with kind of helping me unpick that, I've let go of that. And I've just launched a kind of members only paid platform on our Facebook page. So, you know, yeah, decide what you want, be aware of what it is that's holding you back and work through that with people if you need to. And that's the biggest one, isn't it? Deciding exactly what you want, because it's so so often when I speak to people, and I'll ask them, what is it that you want? They quite often will say, I don't know. So many of us know very clear about what we don't want, but we can't actually verbalize what is it that we want. Mm. Yeah, there's a really great, um, it's called ikigai, which is like a Japanese word for your reason to wake up in the morning. And um, it's a really great way of helping people find um what it is that they want in life, really, or what their what their purpose is, what their ikigai is. And it's usually um what it is that you're, what it is that you're good at. Um, so you write a list of things that you are good at, um, a list of things that you can get, you could get paid for, um, a list of the things that the world needs. And then I think the final one is what do you like to do for fun? I think that's what it is. And your, your, your main thing is the, is at the intersection of of all of those things. So whatever it is that kind of links all of those four together, um, is a great thing to kind of pursue with purpose. And I also feel like sometimes when people don't know what they want, they need to start being more playful. They need to start living more, trying stuff. If you like to sing, joining a choir, um, taking art classes, experimenting with cooking, having meetups with friends, going for hikes. I feel like when you're not sure, just play, just just live, live a bit more and play and then see. Mm. There's two things that you talked about. So the resistance, I love that. To me, when resistance comes up, it's a it's a sign. It's a sign for you to lean in and work with whatever that resistance is, whether it's through meditation mm. or journaling, whatever that may be for yourself. And mm. I love the ikigai. That's I love those four points. That's mm. fantastic. Love it. Yeah, there's some great. Um, if you just Google Google it, there's some really great just um, diagrams on online, and then you can. It's just easy for you to kind of write it all down so that you can see where it connects. Mm. So yeah. Mm. And writing it down is very powerful because um, I I always say that about journaling because you get it out of your head and it gives Mm. you a different perspective when you actually look at it on paper and maybe even go back into your journal, say, three or four four days later and actually have a look at what you've written down. And sometimes Mm. you can actually change the meaning of it by having a different perception about what you've written down. Yeah, yeah, Mm. great point. So, Ioni, what would be some of your greatest lessons that you've uh, learned thus far? Um, you know, life gives you lots of them. Um, (laughs) that, uh, I think that one of them is I, I can, I can be, do have absolutely anything I set my mind to. Um, it happened really young, actually. One of the, one of the times I was I lived in an area in, in the UK near Heathrow airport. And, um, there was one bus that would go into town and the bus would take 
sometimes hours and I would literally sit waiting for this bus for hours and then sometimes two of them would come and they wouldn't stop or like whatever. And I just remember being a kid just being like, I cannot stand these frigging buses. Um, they're, I'm going to get a car one day and I'm, I'm going to have a car. And it's not as easy to get a license and a car in the UK as it is in the US where, you know, everyone gets one at 16. And it took, and it cost a lot of money and it took me, I failed three times before I passed my driving test. But in all of those, I just had this belief that you're going to get, you're going to get your license. And there's going to come a time where you don't have to wait for this H32 bus anymore. And you're going to be, you're going to be able to drive around. And then now 15 years later, I've got freedom to drive wherever I want and I don't have to do it. Um, there was another one of like getting into drama school where I wasn't sure if I would ever get into drama. I, I just was like, you're going to, you can make this happen. I will get into drama school. And I did it. Another one was sort of moving to LA. Um, another one was getting a, you know, a network TV show, a, a job on a network TV show, all these things. That I was like, there's going to come a day when you're going to make this happen and it's going to happen. And so, um, just having the belief that these things that you decide when you decide and commit to it and do what you need to do to make it happen, you can make it happen. Um, I think that's been like the whole driving main lesson that's driven me in life a lot. Mm. And, and what happens, what's your little trick with your belief? Because I, I think that we all have limiting beliefs or, you know, sometimes mm. we have bouts of self-doubt. What are your little tricks to get through them and work through them? First of all, it's just having an awareness of them. So it really takes a lot of self-reflection and listening. So, um, you know, there's been something that's stressing me out at the minute. And so in the morning, normally with depression and these kind of doubts and fears and stuff, they normally show up for me in the morning. And I notice if I'm waking up with dread or feeling worried about something, then I know that that's, I need to, there's something, there's a belief that's in there that is causing me to feel this way and I need to just listen to it. And so, um, I just kind of sit with that and just listen to what's going on. Um, and then feel it. Um, I spoke, to, I interviewed this really amazing man last week called Dr. Mark Goulston. He used to work for a suicide prevention crisis helpline. He's a therapist. He's just an amazing human. And he started mentoring me and I was kind of anxious about stuff yesterday. And he just said, it's, a, it's about allowing yourself to feel the feelings that you're, that you're worried about. And a lot of the beliefs come down to feeling like we're not good enough. We're not loved. You know, we're a failure. All of these things are typically what we have. And so just allowing yourself to feel that frustration, feel that fear, feel that worry. Um, and I, I was really frustrated about something yesterday and we were talking, I just got really upset. And he said, um, you know, just repeating the mantra to yourself, which is, um, I hate feeling this way. I hate feeling this way. And you just kind of allow yourself to acknowledge that you're not enjoying feeling this way, feel whatever you need to feel. And afterwards I felt so much better. So, um, for limiting beliefs, I'd say awareness of them, um, experiencing whatever the, the feelings that's associated with them to let them go. But for some of them that are really deeply ingrained, getting professional help, because, you know, it's like a whole lifetime of beliefs and your beliefs are what create your reality. And until you change them, your reality is not going to change. And so some people need to have help to change those beliefs and get that help is what I'd say. Mm, and sometimes our beliefs are not even ours. Sometimes they've been imposed yeah. uh, onto us in our imprinting phase and then yeah. we actually take that on as our reality when in fact it's not. Yeah, great point. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So we always love to ask our woman of inspiration, what are some of your pain points in business that you stumble across on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, I would say 
just um, just focus, organization um, have been things that I have typically struggled with in the past. And um, like I say, the ways of getting better at it now is with a, big, a business coach. Um, yeah, and that, that's been really helpful, just getting um, all my ideas visually written up and presented in front of me with actionable steps so that I can, you know, I know what to do on a day. That's really helpful. Um, other issues, the difficulties I've had have just been depression, um, where it just makes me not want to do anything and give up on everything. And it's very difficult running a platform called uplifting content, trying to uplift people when you're like massively depressed. So, um, I find that work becomes very challenging when I'm in that place, but the way that I've luckily I have, I've been good for most of this year. Um, but, um, what I have found to help is just, you know, communicating what I'm going through to people. And a lot of the time, because of the community, because of what uplifting content is all about, if I share what I'm going through, typically it helps a lot of people because they can, they are either in similar situations or they have been through it and it's a very supportive group. So again, sharing what I'm going through and getting help. Mm, I love that. (laughs) And you're really standing your truth and being very authentic and genuine. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I am. I definitely do try to do that as much as possible. Mm. So at the start of this interview, you're talking about planning and um, I'm curious, and I'm sure our listeners are too, when you're saying that you've got a step-by-step process and it's a visual, what is it? Mm. Do you have post-it notes? Have you made, like, how does it look yeah, so what my uh, it's really cool actually. So what my coach did was uh, we had like a two-hour session last week, and he um, on, on a giant post-it note, which is like a really big piece of paper that he gave me to take home and I could stick on my wall. He did like a timeline of the next eighteen months, um, and then well, we we talked about all the different avenues of revenue that I have coming in, all the different projects, and then he kind of mapped out on on this sheet of paper on this like timeline in different colors all the different projects I had and when I would want to kind of launch that or when something was happening and then from that we started to do um, a list on like a, a google sheet list and it would have the date it would have the task and then it would have the project and so we would just you know so say for example one of them is my book um, one of the steps, and I want to, I want to release my book, um, by Easter next year. So April, end of April is the, the, the deadline. So everything I need to do before then is, you know, um, check in with my book agent, um, get him what he needs for the book deal, make sure the proposal's finished, continue doing all the, you know, 34 interviews for my book, get the book, get the book stories written up, um, get the graphics and all that type of stuff, you know, so you write down all these steps and then you go through each of the projects that you have and, and do that with every one of them. And then you can order this Google sheet in order of date so that, you know, you can be working on multiple projects at the same time and you just go through the sheet and you're like, okay, what can I do today? Great. I need to do this to get the book done. I need to do that to get, you know, this done. And, um, I, I mean, it was just genius. It was genius. Um, because I, I hadn't done that before. You know, everyone says plan and I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Planning is a great idea, but I didn't think to do that, you know? Mm. So it's great. Mm. I love it. No wonder that would keep you very focused and organized so that you yeah, focus exactly. on whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Love it. So Ioni, what advice would you have given your younger self? Um, I would say you are, you are enough. Um, oh man. Yeah. Just, just, you are enough and you are loved. Um, 
and to read You Are Not Your Mind. I would have mm. said uh, start reading, reading personal development stuff sooner. Um, I think we're all, we all go through different stages of, of awakening and everyone's at different stages of consciousness. Would have been nice if I'd have gotten that, that wagon a bit earlier. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. What's that saying? Uh, better late than never? Exactly. Exactly. Exactly, <laughs> yes. So as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you? Uplifting. Of course. Uplifting, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing we do as we wrap up the show, we, we, we love to ask our woman of inspiration to leave three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? That is a good question. I feel like I'd already thought about these and then they just go from my mind in the moment. Um, the, um, you're more powerful than you know, I guess is one of them. Um, you can be, do, have anything, as in you have the power to change your reality at any point if you decide and commit to making that decision to, to change. And um, uh, be of service, do things for others, um, give. Yeah, mm, I love all of three of them. Uh, mm. Be, do, have, and more that you are more powerful than you think you are, and mm-hmm. be of service. That's a big mm. one, isn't it? Because quite often people are doing things for themselves and not thinking about who for. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Love it. So, Ioni, where's the best place for our listeners to find you? What's the best platform? I would say, um, oh, there's so many places. Um, so we've just launched the um, Uplifting Content Supporter page on our on Facebook, which is, uh, it's $5 a month and it's this um, exclusive content and access for uplifting, for, for supporters. And so I'm going to be putting a lot of attention into that and we'll be doing a lot of like face-to-face stuff with all of the supporters. So Facebook page is our main um you know, platform, but I, I'm, it's difficult following a Facebook page because you don't always get to see people. You don't always get to see the posts that you follow. So, um, I've, I've got like a, a, yeah, our website or signing up to my email update is, is the only real way to stay connected. So Mm. yeah, all of the social, but I would say the, um, mailing list or the Facebook page and becoming a supporter will definitely give you direct access Mm, I love it and we'll have all those links in the show notes I only I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom I honestly really value your authenticity and being so down-to-earth and genuine for uh, myself and our listeners thank you so very much for your time and your energy my pleasure thanks for having me thank you bye That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, 
If you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.